Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Tanya Townsend, CIO at LCMC Health. In this segment, Townsend talks about the two most important components with any initiative, especially in epic migration, how her team is leveraging residents as EHR champions, her number one priority as CHIME's board chair-elect, and the skill set she believes is most important for aspiring CIOs. So it's really, I would think, a lot of it's building trust. And were there, um, as far as like how you work to do that, did you have kind of champions or super users or how were you really able to, to kind of get over that hump in terms of getting that, that trust and that buy-in? Honestly, I, I think the biggest thing was results. <laughs> I think um, mm-hmm. the yeah. thing going into change is, a bit of skepticism, like, is this really going to be better? Is it going to be cheaper, more efficient, better experience? You know, all those things that um, there's a lot of skepticism around typically when it comes to change. It was slowly but surely proving it with results and um, incremental results over time. It wasn't just, you know, rip the Band-Aid off and go live with Epic and everything's magical after that. Um, we had a lot of preliminary milestones going into that massive transformation. It was everything, um, which looking back on it, it seems so simple, but it was part of the culture change is things like consolidating email platforms and changing our domain. Um, even things like that came with some skepticism and um, even frustration because it was part of that identity that had been so longstanding before. So yeah. that was definitely, and, and of course, the, the typical approach, like standing up a steering committee and identifying the correct participants and really the whole governance model and making sure you've got the right service lines represented, um, you have the right decision-making models in place. It, it, it was a lot of that. Um, and that, mm-hmm. that's an evolution too. It's something that evolves as you continue to mature with that process, it continues to advance and evolve over time as well. But um, the biggest thing is communicating what you're doing and then proving the results constantly. (laughs) Not just a onesie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially when you said these are organizations that were independent for a long time. So it's, I guess it's really a lot of patience too. Exactly. Exactly. It's not, um, and, and we're and we're a fairly big organization. Um, we're now over twelve thousand employees, and you know, thousand beds. So it's it's not something we can change overnight. It does take time and um, understanding and patience that it really is a journey. But right. having said that, we we did do a pretty rapid implementation. Um, like I said, it was about a two and a half year project to get that large of an organization converted over to a single platform from what was multiple different versions. Yeah. Okay. And when you um, you mentioned before about, you know, the the clinicians and making sure that they're having a, a, that they're having a good user experience. um, Can you talk about how you, how you kind of stay on top of that and, you know, really want, work to give them that experience, but while also, you know, balancing all of the other components, like such as, you know, security or safety uh, or data security. 
because um, I can imagine that can be challenging. Definitely. All of these things require time and attention. So it, um, everything that we've talked about so far is part of my IT strategic plan. So we have um, a core strategic plan. It's actually been the same core plan since I created the first one several years ago. We just um, mm -hmm. change the tactics or initiatives from year to year. So cybersecurity, for example, that's not something you work on one year and you retire it and move on to something else. It's something that you have to yeah. awesome, uh, always focus on. So they, um, so each one of the, the programs um, that are part of the strategic plan um, have a new fresh look from year to year. So we either advance tactics within it or we change the goals. You know, so if we started out, let's just say we, were, we wanted our clinicians to have a CPOE rate of 90% upon go live of Epic. You know, we would advance that this year because we wanna pursue him stage seven, for example, which requires 95% adoption rated CPOE. So we would just advance the goals from year to year and something like that. So we do have a program as part of the IT strategic plan that's actually called Improve Clinician Efficiency and Happiness. Um, and so that's one of the programs that we evolve year over year with various tactics, whether that means we're measuring CPOE or um, measuring um, use, user happiness through surveys or just making sure that we have adopted all of the capabilities and tools that Epic has to offer for the clinicians. Um, that is a focus. Mm -hmm. We report on that plan or that program on a monthly basis. Um, so that's, that's, and, and this, and it's not just physicians, it's nurses too. So same thing with the, the nursing side is ensuring we've got, you know, solid flow sheet, um, capabilities so that they're not spending too much time charting at the end of the day. Um, we actually can measure through the system now how much time physicians or nurses are spending on various aspects of the electronic health record. And so now we have mm -hmm. data to very quickly deploy resources and respond and support in those areas. So um, because we are a teaching facility, we do have residents that actually enjoy using the electronic health record and enjoy um, teaching their peers. So we do leverage them a lot when we think like, oh, there might be a struggling provider based on this data and we can deploy the resident to go personalize the EHR with them. And or if we have new clinicians being onboarded, we'll partner them up. Um, and then we have informaticists as well. We have um, medical informaticists and nurse informaticists that also help to analyze this data and then we can deploy um, based on those strategic goals within that program. Okay. And it certainly makes sense, you know, that there's so many different um, perspectives that you have to get in there. So it makes sense really having, having that, that involvement um, from uh, various uh, you know departments, and seems like that's that's the best way to do things, even if it's not always the easiest way. <laughs> okay, and um, so now I wanted to also talk about uh, your experience with with Chime so far, and or being on the board, and you know really why that's important to you, and kind of what you uh, hope to achieve with that. So can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, and I'll try not to take up the rest of our time on this topic because 
it, it is something that I'm very honored um, to be a part of. It's, it's an, an incredible privilege. I've, I've been uh, a member for many years, I think going on over 15 years now. Um, and so it, it's just been such an amazing experience for my own career development. And I, I've, I've kind of participated in the many levels of membership from or education opportunities from the boot camp to mentorship advisories to all of the different forums and education events that uh, Chime has to offer. So it, it's just been such a um, incredible experience to now serve as uh, the, the incoming chair. Um, I've made so many friends, I've had advisors, mentors, just great peers um, that I've been able to connect with and learn from both on the CIO side or healthcare IT leadership side, as well as the, the foundation partners as well. Um, some of the things that I'm looking to accomplish or hope to accomplish in my, my tenure or term would definitely be to continue to advance the membership growth. So when I started, when I started 15 years ago or more, um, it was a, a pretty small organization and it was um, at that time for the most part CIOs only. So the, the top IT executive within an organization. And now we've really expanded that and I hope to continue that expansion. Um, so really grow the ecosystem of what we consider healthcare IT. So there are so many avenues now through time um, at all levels of IT leadership and various levels of um, career development, whether that's informatics or security or technology or digital or applications. There's so many now additional levels of uh, membership available. And so I, I look to continue to advance um, those leadership and education opportunities for members. And then of course, um, we know that we want to be the, the organization for healthcare IT education across the world. So um, also looking to continue to expand our footprint uh, as, as the CHIME organization. Um, in addition to that, I'm also an advocate for uh, what we're now calling our Chime Diversity and Inclusion Committee and mm -hmm. um, a, a bit of that membership as well. So um, I mentioned it already, but this past year definitely highlighted uh, a big need for change around injustice and inequities. And it just brought to light that um, as I look at my own organization and the membership of Chime, how do we ensure we have diversity in place so that um, all diverse backgrounds have an opportunity to participate? Um, of course, as a woman in technology, there's been many times that I've been the only woman in the room over the years, and then mm -hmm. yeah. how that has changed, but we need more of that. So I want to encourage more women. I want to encourage more diverse opportunities. And I really want to commend um, this committee and Chime for not just saying that it's important, but also producing avenues to do just that. So we now have a scholarship available for um, diverse members to uh, continue to develop in healthcare IT and take um, opportunity of the education available through Chime. So I'm excited about that and want to support and advocate for more of that. Um, and then last but not least, I do have to put a plug in whenever I can about the need for a universal patient identifier. So mm -hmm. um, 
through time, public policy. Uh, I will continue to support them and we will continue to advocate on why it's so important, why we need a universal patient identifier. This has been a problem from the beginning of healthcare IT and it makes things like interoperability almost impossible to truly achieve when um, there is just no perfect match uh, when you're going across disparate platforms and trying to make a match on a patient, which can be of course unsafe for the patient and makes it very difficult for those requirements to be met. So um, another opportunity through Chime that I'm hoping to, to help support and advocate that need going forward. Yeah. Yeah, and then just to kind of um, wrap up, um, when some of what you were just talking about, I think really does uh, fold into when you look at, you know, what the CIO role will look like going forward or, or what kind of like uh, skills CIOs will need to have, um, because it seems like you said it's more important now, or we're seeing that it's more important to have, you know, some of that diversity, but what are some of the other um, attributes that you think will really be important for CIOs going forward? Yeah, um, great question. And I think the biggest evolution that we're now seeing, and I mentioned it before too, but we need to keep doing it and do more of it, but really moving from more of a back office, um, keeping the lights on type of model, where oftentimes in a healthcare organization that has been the focus is how do we just ensure the systems turn on and they're available? How do we measure our service desk or help desk service statistics? Um, those will continue to be important, but I would call that um, moving from kind of firefighting to now we need to really move into innovation. So I would say the biggest skill for up and coming um, healthcare leader, IT leaders is to really understand the business of healthcare. I try to um, encourage my own staff to, I call it get out of IT. So get out of those mm -hmm. day to day, you know, firefighting and service tickets and help desk tickets. Like those are important. That's routine work at this point. Let's really focus on how we make a difference and communicating those results and telling that story. So everything that we do should focus back to our clinicians, our patients, our community. So how do we translate what it is that we're doing to how that benefits our organization and our community? So I call it you know, key performance indicators. So let's get out of the firefighting and let's focus on what are those KPIs that make a difference that we can tell a story around, whether that's um, what we did to implement you know, some best practice that resulted in improved safety or improved patient outcomes. Um, what did we do to implement some new revenue cycle functionality that created efficiencies, earned us more revenue, and or even reduced mm -hmm. cost for us? Um, what are those things for the patients that we can see made a difference? So now they have access to online scheduling. They have access to um, a patient portal where they can now communicate more readily with their care, their, their care provider. Um, that, and how did that result in improved patient satisfaction scores? So that, that's what I would say is the biggest thing is really understanding um, how we make a difference in our, in our clinicians and, and for our patients and, and not so much just how do we make sure the systems are available and safe, which we always need to do, but taking it that step further and telling the story. 
Yeah, I really like how you put it. Um, I think that it really is increasingly important to be able to, to commun communicate and communicate effectively. So that's, yeah, that's really, that's good stuff. Yeah. Okay. I think I've gone over a little bit, so I apologize. But um, yeah, I want to thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I know that, you know, we, we really appreciate your time, but then also just being able to hear from different voices in the industry. So thanks again for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.